Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the LARP Lounge. Season 1, Episode 5. Yeah. So today we don't have any guests due to powers that were beyond my control. <laughs> we tried. The powers tried, that guys. be. Yeah, we. Tr- I tried. I was scrambling, scrambling. Got up a lot earlier today than I wanted to, trying to find someone, but we weren't able to. So that's all right because we had some issues happen, but that's okay. Yes. Life happens. Life happens, and so, then you die. And then you die. And then you're raised as an undead. <laughs> <laughs> Story of Lita's life right yeah, there. Summed much. up into one sentence. Yeah. Pretty much. And then so, you eat your friends while they scream in silence. Yes. It's the best part of being undead. So today, um, we started talking about character, like classes, and I kind of realized that some of that stuff might have gone over people's heads because we were referring to skills that we haven't actually talked about. So today we're going to start talking about skills for the fighter and rogue class and just kind of see where we go from there. So we're going to start talking about the fighter class skills and utility skills. There's there's combat skills and there's utility skills. Um, What would you say is the difference between combat and utility? So combat are generally skills that um, uh, do damage. Uh, or mitigate damage. Um, utility skills are um, more uh, functionary. Like, I want to be able to break this lock with my strength. So strength is a utility skill. It's not a combat skill. It doesn't increase your ability to do damage or increase your ability to mitigate damage but it helps in other roleplay aspects. That, yeah, that, that's a pretty good breakdown of what they are. I mean, yeah. utility skill is kind of like what it sounds like. It's a utility, something that you utilize to do different things. So we're just going to kind of go down the list here of the combat skills. Uh, so right off the bat, we've got weapon proficiency. Now, what this does is a few different things. Uh, so... It's not like in D&D where weapon proficiency means that you can use a weapon because in LARP, your weapons are determined off of your... Everyone knows every weapon, right? Uh, yeah, everyone knows every weapon. Yeah, there's no... In, in Mythic, uh, like that's not true in Alliance. Alliance, you have to learn each weapon skill or get... They have like weapons master or something like that, so you can use all of them. But, um, but in, in Mythic... Everyone can use every weapon. You can pick up any weapon and use it at its base damage. So, I guess the four classes, we should go over those real quick. So, there's Fighter, Rogue, Arcanist, and Mystic, right? Correct. Yeah, so we're going to be going over the first two today. Uh, and then maybe when I get someone that's a little more familiar with the other two, we'll, we'll go over them. Yeah, I'm not, not really a caster. Yeah, I'm not a caster <laughs> too much either. So, some of that stuff kind of goes over my head. So... We'll get someone here that can talk about those a little better. So, weapon proficiency is more your, how capable you are at using weapons, I would say. Yeah, so weapon proficiency um, does a couple things, um, or it can do a couple things. Yeah. Um, it can increase your base damage of how much 
uh, you swing for with or shoot for with any weapon. So if I have weapon proficiency level one, I can increase my base damage by one. So any weapon that I pick up now does one more damage just because I'm holding it. Um, because I know how to use weapons better than other people. And so I can do more damage with it. Um, the other thing that um, you can get is what they call strikes, mm -hmm. which is for three, uh, for three attacks, um, you can do plus three damage, so then they have to be consecutive attacks, um, or you can do plus six damage for one attack. Um, and th those are called your strikes. And so you can get a certain amount of strikes per, uh, is it per battle? Yeah, they're battles usually. Yeah. Because combat skills are usually battle. Utilities are usually daily. Right. So, um, yeah. So at level one, you can get plus one damage. At level five, you can get an additional plus one damage. So you're now... Uh, plus two damage mm -hmm. and then at level 10 you get another plus one damage so plus three damage that's where Lita's at right now she's at level 10 weapon proficiency um so i have plus three damage to any weapon that i pick up just because i am proficient in weapons <laughs> um with this skill though because there's all those different options you must choose which option you're doing up front when you choose this skill. Yes. So it's not like something that you can change. Um, there's nobody here, so it didn't. Um, so um, it's not something that you can change per module. It's something that is permanent, set in stone once you've created your character. So she chose the increased, they call it weapon static damage. Yes. I did the same thing. I chose the weapon static damage. Um, For me, it minimizes the amount of math I have to do while fighting. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I forget to use abilities. So that was, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to use my strikes. I'm going to forget about them altogether. Or the other thing is I hate going up and using a strike, and then they have a damage ceiling. Yeah. So th thanks for the host, Jax the Reaper. I appreciate it. Yay, nice. hosting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's basically uh, weapon proficiency. Um, is there anything else? About that skill? Mm, I don't really think so. I don't really think so. I think that yeah. kind of covers it there. So, how you doing today, Jax? Appreciate you being here. Yeah. This is uh, kind of a fun thing that we've been doing. So, it's uh, nice to have you here. So, you can get some knowledge about LARP and become more of a nerd. Skills, baby. <laughs> Skills knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so, the next skill, uh, I believe, was Perry. Yeah. So we have to, we've touched on parry a little bit before, but parry is an ability that if someone hits me with a swung attack, specifically it must be swung, uh, so if I get hit with a claw or a weapon or anything like that, if I physically did not block that attack, I can yell out parry, and basically it's as if my... As if you blocked it. It's as if my superior combat reflexes blocked the ability, even though... I did not. Right. It's it's our way. It's it's a way to balance out that what you're physically capable of with 
it, we're heroes, yeah. <laughs> right? Like we're heroes. We can do more than we're actually physically capable of. And this is how we do that in fighting. Yeah. So. so. But that's, I mean, Perry's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know if you have any other questions on that. Just go ahead and pop in any time with questions, everybody. So uh, the next one is MAME, which is uh, a fun one, but also kind of a pain in the butt one. Um, <laughs> really more like a pain in the leg or arm. Yeah, you can't really pay, you can't really maim a butt, but yeah. So, uh, Jex asked, do you get a certain amount of parry so someone doesn't keep yelling parry? Yeah, so you actually have to buy these with skill points. And depending on how many levels you buy will determine how many parries you can use per battle. So I believe at level f- 6, you get 2 per battle. Yeah, so at level 6, you have 2 per battle and one, and one bonus yeah. per day. So... Um, a battle, let's, let's define battle here real quick. We should, yeah. So a battle in, uh, in mythic realms consists of any time between rests. Okay. So a rest is five minutes where, uh, you are not threatened, where you do not feel threatened. So after a rest, you get all of your battle abilities back and then you slowly, you know, use those abilities until, you run out or you get another rest. And once you get another rest, then you restore your battle abilities. The daily or bonus abilities, once they're used, they're used for the day. You don't get them back until the next logistics. Hey, Lone Star, how you doing? Thank you for the host, Lone Star. Appreciate you guys being here. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Let's see, it's me, the ever-important... Bit boss, yes, he is the bit boss. Awesome. <laughs> he swooped in at the last minute and took over. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's a battle, and that is important because sometimes you can have like a battle and then a small like two minute break and then another battle. That's all still considered one giant battle. Yeah. Because we didn't have our five minute break. Yep. Um, and I think the longest battle we've ever had, well, the one against. Tal Sigor went on for a while. Yeah, it did. But I remember when we were doing one of the, the quests with the crown where we had to siphon off the... Uh, remember, and we could yeah. stay in one spot up to 30 minutes, and we stayed in one spot and literally fought for 20 minutes Yeah, nonstop. That was crazy. That was probably the longest nonstop fight we've ever done. The Tal Sigor fight went on without a five-minute break, but we had... Little well, no, we did have some five minutes in there, so it was not a con- it was a long fight that took a lot of individual small battles, but it wasn't like a consecutive battle. Yeah. So, man, everyone yeah. was feeling it at the end of that twenty. Oh my gosh, yeah, that that char- charging the crown or whatever it was that we were doing with that that was that was crazy. Hey, oh sorry, hard. thank you for the host, Mrs. Cheyenne. Thank you for the subjects three for I appreciate that a lot. Woohoo, sub dance. Sub dance, sub dance, oh yeah! <laughs> I do my sub dance. Thanks for that, Jax. I appreciate it. So yeah, so yeah, and that was a, that was a great question about how many you get. Yeah, because so, we didn't really talk about as that. As far as um, that, the levels of that goes. So at level one, you get one parry per battle. At level two, you now have one parry per battle and one parry per day. And then level three, you have one parry per battle and two parries per day up until level five. Then you have 
two parries per battle and no bonus parries, just two per battle. Yeah. And then it goes on it. So it goes in increments of five. Yeah. That's why, that's why a lot of people try to get to either level five or level six, because six is where you start getting two per battle instead of dailies, because having more per battle is always better than a daily. Yeah, absolutely. So always. 100%. I'm pretty sure I'm at level six exactly for parry because of that. Cause I think I have two per battle and one bonus. So yeah. I don't know where I'm at weapon provisions. Yeah. I know I only have plus one static, but. I don't know if I'm level one or somewhere in between trying to build up to level five. I don't actually know. I'd have to look, but yeah. Yeah. For me with, with weapon proficiency, all those in between levels were so in weapon proficiency levels two through four and then six through nine, you get additional strikes per day, but not, um, the bonus damage base bonus damage. Um, and I never remember to use my strikes. So all of those additional levels for me were just empty skill points. <laughs> yeah. That's... Trying to get to level five. Yeah. Trying to get to level 10. Because that's where, for me, it actually comes in handy. Yeah, it's kind of a big old leap that you have to make there if you're not getting the strike ability. So yeah. that kind of sucks. If you're not so. utilizing that anyways. Yeah. All right, so back to MAME, right? Is that where we were at? Yep, yeah. MAME. So MAME is an ability where you can strike someone's appendage arm or leg and if you hit it and call maim unless they call a defense that limb is useless and has the added bonus is if they're wielding a one-handed weapon they must drop that weapon if they're wielding a two-handed weapon they have to drop it as well well they they can hold it in the opposite hand but they can't use it yes they can't use it's a two-handed weapon yeah they can block (laughs) with it and everything but they cannot fight with it they cannot do offensive attacks with it so yeah um, you brought the munchkin. Oh, hey, thanks. How you doing, munchkin? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so main really sucks, like, for me, because I forget to defend against it, and I've got a nice mace, and then I have to drop it in the middle of combat, and then everyone's stepping on it, and I'm like, anxiety, do not break, do not break. Yeah, getting your weapon stepped on sucks. <laughs> yeah, so, and I forget a lot to drop my weapon. I'm really bad. And then my shield is nice, though, because my shield, if they hit me, I let go of it, but my straps are so tight that it does not fall yeah. off. But I'm not breaking any rules at that point. I'm doing what Actually, I'm supposed to. Actually, the rule with shields, if you get maimed on a shield, um, you're not supposed to drop your shield. No, I meant the shield arm. Yeah, so if you get if your shield arm gets oh, maimed... Really? You're not supposed to drop your shield because it's a safety hazard. Oh. Because shields are so large that Especially they're mine. such a tripping hazard. Yeah. Um, you're not supposed to drop it. But anything that hits your shield, you now take as damage. Yeah, that's true. So having a large shield, if you if you get maimed on your arm and you have a large shield, it kind of sucks because now you just gave yourself an extra large target. It's the same <laughs> with spells. Spells yeah. go through shields. And so when there's spells up front, I'm like, oh. No shield. I'm going to put it behind my back as best as I can, which is really hard with that big old shield. But <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. My shield too. is huge, so. So, yeah. So, that's... And if you maim a leg, they either have to drop down to a knee because they're now one-legged, <laughs> or they can hop on one leg. If they maim both of your legs, you are down on the ground. Yeah, you are down on the ground. Um... Do you guys do live LARPing? No. Uh, I have had people request it. I just, the logistics behind that are just a little too much for me to be able to do. 
Um, yeah, live so. live streaming LARPing is hard, especially yeah. since a lot of the a lot of the places that we go um, aren't like have poor connection. Yeah, we're or, we're usually outdoors in a park, so I, like I don't have Wi-Fi, yeah. so I'm gonna be dependent upon like 4G, and I don't even have unlimited data on my phone, so I couldn't like strap my phone and then just go. Like, yeah, I would actually have to have Too somebody much. else do this. So. His producer is not ready to do that either, yeah. <laughs> I've had people request it, and I've just been trying to figure out the logistics of it. I've even had a few people in, like, Mythic Realms, the LARP we do, that have been sort of trying to help me figure that out. But as of right now, the only option is to watch videos after the fact. Right, yeah. We which, could we could uh, record video and then upload from there, but as far as trying to stream it live... Yeah, it's just... And logistically then, tricky and then the other thing too like with streaming it live is i would not be able to see chat or interact with chat yeah and it that, would just be you watching <laughs> yeah which which would still be cool for a lot of people but i think that that's better for me to just record a session and then put it up on youtube for people to watch like and that is something we have talked about a little bit so yeah um so yeah, but that is cool. So uh, Nevis Gaming, I summoned fire to force Holocaust one hundred. <laughs> so, right. So, the next ability uh, is trip, which is similar to maim except it targets. So the nice thing about trip though is you don't have to hit their leg, right? You just have to hit them. Anywhere. Yeah, you just have to hit them. Yeah. So. Yep. So trip, basically, uh, uh, if you're hit with a trip, you have to go down to a knee. Uh, you, you have to act as if you're tripped, and it's 10 seconds. Same thing with maim, is 10 seconds. You, your arm or your leg is useless for 10 seconds. So oh, yeah. with a trip, you're down uh, fighting from the ground for 10 seconds. So. And, and it's the same way with the skill progression. Um, if you get um, one... Level one, you have one per battle. Level two is one per battle and one per day, and so on and so forth. So you can't, you don't have like unlimited maims and trips and all this stuff. You're very limited in how many you can use and at what times and whatnot. So thanks for being here, Joe. Cause I appreciate it. Go get some food. Yummy, yummy. Food, food. Uh, all right. The next ability is one that I have a lot of when it comes to my bonds. Uh, defend. Defend. But I defend. forget to use it a lot. Well, gosh. Not, not on my bonds, <laughs> but like my other non-bond ones, I forget to use like all the time. But partially because I don't know what defenses the person has and right. if I'm wasting it. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. So defend is an ability that if someone gets hit with an attack, either swung or thrown. You block it for I, them. I have to tap them with my weapon or my shield and yell out defend. And that means that I batted away the attack with either my weapon or my shield. So I blocked for them. Right. I put myself in harm's way. I don't take the damage either. It's just neither one of us takes the damage and I prevented it from happening. So, Right. Which is really awesome. A lot of times you'll have your frontline fighters uh, who have you know the swords and the shields and then you have people right behind them that are the healers and the defenders and they just go, defend, defend defend right like they're just like oh yeah you didn't block that defend yeah. you know and it's it's super nice makes it um much more effective to hold a front line 
Like, uh, so for example, I have two per battle and one per day of the regular defense, but with my bonds specifically, I have up to six force defense or six grant well being. So I have to, we'll talk about grant well being later too, but grant well being, I can, it's either or, so I can yeah. switch them out, but. So force defend basically means that you can defend against a force level ability which we will be talking about next so yeah but force abilities are a lot scarier so but i can defend against i remember that time where you pissed off that black mareg and he came up to you and he goes force lay force lay force lay three different times and i had a bunch of force (laughs) defend so i'm literally standing behind her going force defend force defend force defend he was so mad so he he turned on me he's like how dare you and i was down real fast because nobody could defend me and i was like oh i was like i didn't do anything he's like you're helping her kill me so you did do something i'm like no no he took me out real Uh, quick guilty by association yeah that was pretty good that's when the rest of the party should have jumped in and helped right they were mad. They what. were mad at you, but when Jovi goes down, right. you should have been like, hey, <laughs> Jovi getting killed by this guy. What's up, proceed with caution. How you doing? That is uh, Crow. Oh. Hey, Crow. <laughs> and you know who Nevis is. That's Bogey. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah. All right. So next is, so this is the, um, every, um, uh, base skill, which is your your fighter, rogue, uh, mystic, and arcanist, they have um, their own force level abilities. So the force fighter ability is uh, force slay, mm-hmm. force twin strike, and force fortitude. So yeah. those are three different force abilities, do but you, they're all fighter abilities. Do you call force for twin strike, or you just say twin strike? Uh, you just say twin strike. That's what I thought. But it is a force level ability. Yeah, it is yeah. a force ability. So, do you want to talk about force lay, and then I'll talk. Wait, neither. Actually, yeah. So, so with twin strike, you don't call twin strike. Oh, that's right. You just swing for. You it. swing for force thirty. Twice. You just call the damage. Yeah, exactly. you just call the da- the damage. Yep. Okay. Yeah, twin strike is just what it's called. Yeah, you don't call twin oh, strike. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we just told you what Twin Strike does. You swing twice for force 30 damage, which is a lot of damage for most regular monsters to deal with. Right. Because most don't even have that many hit points. Right. But that's usually reserved for a boss fight anyway, because they do have the hit points to take a blow like that. Yep. Unless they go sidestep, which we'll talk about later. Later. Yep. But, uh, so Force Slay is an ability that basically just overrides... All their hit points and immediately puts them in. Does it put them in their bleed count or death count? So it puts them uh, in their death. I count? think it puts them in their death count. Let me look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Target may call reduce. Oh yeah. So some, if you're if you're a, an exceptionally powerful creature, yep. Then it's it's reduced to just twenty damage, but uh, most normal creatures it it immediately puts them in their yeah death. their death count that's what i thought that's that's what i remembered i just went i don't know mm-hmm. if I, I had a brain fart for yeah, a second there count. so yeah so force lay you hit somebody with that and unless they use a defense which like a normal defend would not work on that because it had the force keyword on it right so anything with the force keyword must be defended with something with the force, the force keyword 
So, um, so yeah. Uh, and then the last one is Force Fortitude, which I know nothing about. So Force Fortitude, um, anytime something would put your character into their, um, their death count, you can call Force Fortitude um, and your... Oh. You're in your bleed count instead. Yeah, okay. It's like the fortitude like item, the fortification buff item. Right. It's like oh, that. okay. But you can you can call it on um force obliterate, use death blows, anything that normally um would override a regular level, right? Cuz it's a force level counter. Yeah. So wait, so your bleed count is for 10 seconds? Is that what you're saying proceed or is that or you're up at... Well, I guess you can't get up out of your bleed count unless somebody heals you, so... Oh, used against Rend. Nice. Well, and it's also... Like, so, for example, there's regular Fortitude, which, um, like, from items that you get, Fortification buff. Mm-hmm. So if someone comes up and, like, death blows you with a regular death blow, you can use that to, again, reduce it to a bleed count instead of... Or, you're already in your bleed count, but you just reduce it. So well, you it's a uh, it basically defends against. It, yeah, so it, it basically do defends against it. So right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. All right. So those are all the fighter combat skills. So oh. fighter specific combat skills. Okay. So fortitude. So the force fortitude lasts for ten seconds. So if yeah. you get hit with multiple death blows in that time, you you defend against them all. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep, if they keep on doing it, it doesn't matter up to 10 seconds. Because a lot of times they will... Because if you, if you have, um, like, a fortification buff, that's a one use and it's yeah, gone. Yeah, that's a one use, yeah. Um, but, yeah, with the Force Fortitude, it, it lasts. I need to get that. But I only have one Force skill right now. So, alright, so that's it for the combat skills for the fighter class. Um, Next are the fighter utility yep, skills. utility skills. And so we'll talk about one that she mentioned earlier, which is strength. Now, strength is really kind of a weird one because you can and cannot use it in combat. There's different... So you can't, like, go up to an enemy. So strength has a number associated with it that determines how strong you are. So there's a lot of times where, like, for example, I'll try to resist being pushed, and Boji will come up to me and yell, Strength 10, and I have Strength 0. So I can't resist being pushed. Even though, I, I mean, physically, I, I couldn't anyway, but even if I physically could, <laughs> I'm not allowed to resist because his strength in-game overwhelms me, and he pushes me around. But right. he cannot go up to an enemy and push them and go force or Strength Strength, strength 10. 10. It just doesn't work that way. It's more of like a role play kind of, um, yeah, yeah, feat of strength. That's a good way of separating is that strength itself cannot be used in combat, but the feats of strength that it grants you can be used in combat. Right. Uh, so the first feat of strength that it grants you is something called Shield Cripple. Yeah. So Shield Cripple um, allows you to... Uh, hit someone's shield with your weapon and you call shield cripple and now it's as if their shield is broken and is not there so their their shield again becomes a giant target um unless they defend against it 
Yep, like Perry. Perry. Perry is what I usually what I save my parries for is for that. But yeah, so when you have when you have a shield, you have to have parry to be able to avoid that shield cripple. Now, so you get one uh, feet of strength per day per level of strength. So if you have one uh, strength one, then you have one feet of strength per day. If you have strength two, you have two feet of strength okay. per day. Yeah, I don't know because I don't do strength. So that's oh, well. that's Boji's thing, and I've never, <laughs> I've never really asked him too much about it. Let's see. Note: a use of shield cripple with a heavy weapon becomes force for free. Yeah, a two-handed weapon. If you shield cripple with a two-handed weapon, it's force shield cripple. Oh, which is cool. Yeah. Yee. I used to do that all the time with my two-handed notachi. But so, not anymore. <laughs> speaking of resistances, there are magic items that can help you resist that too, uh, which I just bonded my first magic item, which I'm wearing right now, Ooh. my turtle ring, which lets me turn all four shield cripples and regular shield cripples into a daze for 10 seconds, which is huge. But that I have to activate the stance. Yeah. So usually if someone throws one at me, I'll parry because they almost always throw them in... Consecutively. Yeah, consecutively, especially if you parry. So yeah, they ex- they want you to blow your defenses. defenses against it and then get you with it. Yeah. So I will parry the first one and then activate my stance and then I just keep calling reduce, 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 reduce until they get pissed off and walk off. Yep. Which is what happens 90% of the time. My favorite use of it was against... Uh, I guess I can't say his name, but um, he plays Reginald, but he was NPCing. Uh He wrote the item card for this, so he (laughs) knows the item. So we were in a one-on-one, just the way it ended up is with everyone was off, and it was like me and him just fighting. And he comes up to me, and he does a shield cripple, and I parried it, and then I activated my, so my activation phase is uh, slow and steady wins the fight. And And I called that out. And he just puts his weapons down and just shakes his head because he knew that he wasn't going to be able to do anything against me. And I was like, that was the funniest thing because he wrote the item and he knew exactly what I just did. And he was like, crap. Uh, we're he's, done. Yeah, but he's like, well, I'm not going to get past any. I'm not going to get past you for a while. So let's see. Oh, jeez. Boji and Crow going at it again. Oh, Bo- my gosh. Let's see. Except supernatural strength, which adds two levels of strength, but only one feet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Bochi says his strength is 15 right now, and then Crow says only f- only 15. How cute. <laughs> what was your ending strength, by the way, Crow, just for... Just for kicks and giggles. Yeah, just for posterity's sake. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. So that's the first use. Uh, that's the first um, feat of strength that you get with, shield, with uh, strength. Feet of strength, strength, yeah. Redundant there for a second. Feet of strength, strength. Yeah. Strengths, feet of strength. Yeah. Strengths. <laughs> All uh, right, so. Uh, without Falcor powers, grow. Oh. <laughs> he keeps calling him. All right, well, you already know that joke. Oh, my Let's God. see, what's the max strength level? I don't know if. There, I don't think there is There is one. I think you can just keep going if you really want to. Yeah. I mean, it, it costs more and more skill points the higher you go. Yeah. So the skill point cost increases uh, the higher you go. 
So. so that's the only thing really to consider. There's no, there's no cap on m- most of the skills as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think they've got a formula that just continues to repeat itself. Right. So there really isn't a max on that. So uh, looks like, uh, so yeah, that's as far as it goes for Shield Cripple. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Death Blow. Yeah, so Death Blow, uh, anytime uh, your opponent is helpless, um, meaning they can't fight back, they're unconscious or they're bleeding or anything like that, you can call Death Blow. Um, and that um, is basically a, a killing blow, puts them straight to their death count. Um, so. That one is uh, something that I think a lot of people have a hard time with sometimes because there's a difference between slay and death blow. Where slay can be used if you're conscious and fighting, whatever, you can slay and it puts them immediately into their death count. Where death blow, they have to be helpless. Um, They have to be unable to... Uh, react to you at all in order for it to work um but normally our um killing blows are a five second count yeah so especially if you don't have that five seconds to make sure that they're dead if they're regenerating or whatever while they're uh, unconscious or bleeding then a death blow is an instant killing blow let's see now it says i feel at 15 it is unnecessarily high won't be getting it any higher yeah i think I mean, that's 15 uses. 58? Holy junk. Wow. Wait, where did he say that? Let's see. I could boost it as high as 58 without outside help, like potions. Holy crap. Let's see. He says, most zombies or creatures with the exceptionally slow penalty also take 20 points of damage from a use of death blow against them, even if they are alive and not helpless. Oh, I didn't know that. That's I didn't good to know, know that either. Maybe I should start taking strength. So <laughs> that's not my thing. But. Yes, it's a good thing that we, we've got Crow here because yeah, he knows got, way more about oh, this yeah, than He knows we do. way more than we do, <laughs> but, uh, which was evident when he was on here for sure. He just went right. on and on, which was good. Um, so Death Blow, like for example, like when she was saying they have to be like incapacitated or something, like they could be dazed. Mm-hmm. Dazed is an ability that means that you can, well, I guess not because you can still defend, right? Yeah, no, you can... So, Daze um, makes it so that you can't attack, but you can defend. You can still defend, so they're yeah. not technically helpless. But they're if you if you maimed all four limbs, is that considered helpless? I don't know. I don't think so. Yes, he's no. no. Okay. Okay, so. yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, skills okay. for fighters, he knows a thing or two. <laughs> uh, so, strength... The other abil- another ability that you can use a uh, feat of strength for it is break locks. Uh, let's see. You call feet of strength uh, as you kick or rend them from their frames. Okay, but so every five levels you can break a plus one level of lock. So for example, Boji at fifteen, he has. He can break a level three lock. Yeah, he can break a three level a level three lock. So. What do we have on our structure, Boji? A level five or a level three? I, I, and that's one thing that kind of shows how scary some monsters are. For example, <laughs> oh my gosh. the the weekender when our town was raided, someone went into a structure with a level five rocket lock, <laughs> 
with a level five lock and tried to hide. And the monster literally just broke the lock. Ripped it. Just ripped, <laughs> ripped which, the lock off. Which tells you how scary they are. Yeah. I mean, that was like, oh. It's oh. like, oh, I'm dead. Yep. I'm, so, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, five. No. At, at, at 15, so every every five levels. Oh, oh our lock is, is your level lock. five. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immobilize and paralyze are the only two abilities that can mo- that can render a PC helpless during combat. Gotcha. Okay, that's a good clarification. So, um, so yeah, the, so yeah, so we have a level five lock. So if we had hidden, something could have broken that, which means they have strength twenty five. Yeah, that is higher. crazy, man. The, the <laughs> fact that that yeah, the, the golem didn't even think twice about breaking that yeah. lock. He's just like, boom, done. Yep. So, I mean, that uh, just kind of gives you an idea how scary those golems were in that fight, yeah, man. And I heard about that scary. after the fact, and I was like, holy cow. Yep. So, he didn't All even right. care. So, the next feat of strength is a burst, your burst rope or bonds. So, like, if you're, if you're tied up or if you're shackled or whatever, you can use a feat of strength to, to break out of those. Um... But again, it's it's the same as locks. For every five levels, you can break, you know, one level of the lock, uh, whatever is binding you. See, that's what I need to know because, for example, I could not put Boji in my manacles because he could break out. Yeah. And then they would be gone. Yep. So I will not be trying that. Not that I would <laughs> in the first place, but now it's it's good to know. See, I didn't know this stuff, so I'm learning stuff just along with you guys. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then the uh, the last uh, feat of strength um, is, this is really, like, a role-play thing, right? Like, hey, there's been a cave-in. I use um, two feats of strength to mo- clear the rocks out of the way so we can get out of the tunnel. You know, like, or... Um, I'm going to hold on to this rope because there's a huge chasm here, and the people need to get across and so i'm going to use you know my feet of strength for that last person to swing them across and pull them up without me falling over the edge myself like there was a perfect example of this and i talked about it i think last week but there we were we were in a a building and a gate started coming down and the marshal was like you need strength to hold this gate open and the only person there that had strength was Boji. So and he's down the hall. So I call for Boji. He comes barreling down the hall. We didn't know what the strength was. We just knew that there was a strength number required. So the, that was one thing is the marshal knew what the strength number is. So you guys can understand. You know, like he knows. He's like the DM. He knows the numbers that you don't know. So Boji comes barreling down and grabs the gate and yells out his strength number that he has. And his strength number was high enough that he was able to hold the gate and lift it up higher so that everybody could get through. So that's one of those special uses that's not... Outlined. It's not outlined in the book, but it's there and it happens. and And it was actually a whole lot of fun. But let's see... Normal rope requires no specific strength to break, just the use of feet of strength. Abilities like thug bind with rope makes ropes act like a level 2 lock requiring 10 plus strength. Uh, I really wish module runners would be more open to clever uses of skills like that. Yeah. 
yeah, it was, and it made it a whole lot of fun, and people were like cheering Boji on. Like, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, see, he does remember that. That was a lot of fun. I mean, <laughs> you could imagine him just barreling down this corridor. I mean, and it was, and people were like, yay, because the party would have been split in half. Yeah. And he literally just saved that half that was going to get stuck the on the other side. Yeah. So, like, he was the hero of the hour for a little bit there. For sure, for like, sure. So that was a whole lot of fun. So, same event we learned about the seasonal armament. It is. Well, that was. That's awesome. I was many, many years ago, but that is where we learned about the seasonal armaments. We, that was a cool event because we saw, like, ghostly visions of what all the armaments were and what they did. And, like, one of them was the hammer, and, like, the guy hit it, and, like, an earth, like, the ground broke open and sent guys flying, and Boji was like. I want. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was like one of those things where immediately when he saw that, he was like, I want that. So that's why he now has the Hammer of Autumn, because that's what we saw while we were there. So Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and then, obviously, the other ability of strength is just the static strength, like we've been talking about, where it's just a number that represents your strength over other people. Yep. Like, one of the fun pe- uses that people use for strength is for arm wrestling. Yeah. They'll do arm wrestling and they'll both yell out their strength and whoever has the highest strength basically wins. So. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Another common use of strength is moving uh, helpless characters. Yeah. So if your character is bleeding or dying or unconscious or uh, maimed or whatever, um, somebody can, anyone, even with a strength zero, can move one person you have to be holding on to them um at a walk um and then at uh strength one you can move at a run or as fast as the other person can actually go yeah that's that's a big one that gets used uh, i think the most um is moving people especially getting people off of the front line so that they can get healed my worst is when he tries to get me up and my leg cramps. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm like, I physically can't stand up right now. My leg is cramping. I hate that yeah. so bad. Let's see. I petition for those with zero cannot move bleeding people just to make it a viable, viable skill to be. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make a whole. If they have strength zero, it means they're weaklings, which is me. I'm a weakling. Weakling? Yeah. yeah. I'm a weakling. But yeah, uh, no, I, I, I would agree with that. I think a lot of people would push back on that, but. Um, yeah, but I I agree with it honestly. Yeah. So uh, and and it would affect me, but I think it's more realistic and would make the game a little bit more challenging. Yep. If if I couldn't just grab somebody and drag them off, so. Yeah, yeah, and the other thing with that is it it doesn't matter how high your strength is, you can never move a person faster than they're physically able to go. So. Vazer, what's up, party people? What's up, Vazer? How you doing? Let's see. Uh, Proceed says that's why they got rid of strength based from previous rules. Let's see. Makes those with invested strength more viable. viable. I agree. Like, if I can just do what you can already do, it makes you less cool, I guess. (laughs) Less cool. Less cool. I mean, (laughs) less useful. Yeah. Not necessarily less useful I mean, because you can still do it, but it just it kind of takes some of your thunder away. It's like, hey, I spent points right. to be able to do this, 
and you didn't spend points, and you're doing exactly what I can do anyway. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, and, yeah, anyway, that, that's a whole nother, like. Yeah, we can, we can we, go off on that forever, <laughs> but we're not going to, so. Yeah. Yeah, see, moving helpless characters, holding clothes, forcing open a door, blocking, pushing past the character, combining static strength. Yeah. So, like, there was a door once, I think, that was, like, 20. Yeah. And so we had to have a bunch of people because I don't think Boji was there we had to have a bunch of people use their strength to hold the door open yeah so it was crazy stuff like that so it's supposed to be strength zero you can only drag the body at a slow walking pace but no one ever follows that yeah I've seen so many with strength with strength zero running with another right yeah you cannot run with strength zero it has it's supposed to be a walk and yeah a lot of people don't pay attention to that (laughs) so the next ability if you want to scroll down a little bit further is vigor vigor is a fun little ability that kind of makes you uh your own healer temporarily and there was a lot of controversy it's not controversy but there's a lot of conversation recently about vigor because some people were using it using well so the the conversation the the issue was is that vigor until recently used to um, remove all uh, negative effects yeah. on you as well as heal you to full, which is basically a self-only grant well-being. Yeah. Um, but it was very, very inexpensive as far as skill points goes to purchase. Um and so they felt that it was it was pretty unbalanced. So the conversation was, okay, do we keep vigor the same, keep it as a self-only grant well-being, um, and increase how much it costs to get, or do we leave it at its its skill point cost and just get rid of the grant well-being effect, and now it's just a self-only heal to full? Yeah, which that's what they ended up going with. It's just a right. full. It's just a full heal. Uh, let's see. Uh, proceed with causing a Vader active grant well being, but for half the cost. Vader, do you do they have LARPing near the Ascendance Gaming Center, or is this just hosting for the podcast? So we only they host the podcast here, but we do have LARPing all throughout the valley, throughout Esso. Like we actually have, so we're near thirty third and forty first. Uh, we play on parks that are literally just down the road from here. Yeah. The we, Jordan Parkway. Is that what it is? Just all those parks along Jordan Parkway, we hit them a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, we're relatively close to here. Um, yeah, but we, we really go all over we, the yeah. valley. We've gone way up on the east side, up in that sand. We go to a sandy dog park a lot. Uh, we go to that one that's uh, up. Mill Creek. Yeah, Mill Creek. So, we, we do hit... We hit all throughout the, but we stay within the valley generally. So yeah, if it's yeah. something you want to, if you're interested in Vaser, you know definitely uh, you can hit us up. We do them on Wednesday nights. Where, yep. where are we at this Wednesday? I don't know. I haven't looked at it. <laughs> Hold on. I'll I usually out. pull it up as I'm driving. Going, I know. All right, I where usually am I going pull today? it up when I pick up Nevitz. <laughs> Yeah. I pick up Nevis, I'm like, where are we even going? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. So this week, for example, oh, location to be determined. It doesn't oh, say on my calendar. Yeah, so I don't know. They haven't determined. They don't have a plot runner for Wednesday. Oh. So they haven't determined what exactly is going on. They're actually um, trying to get Dimble volunteers. Park. This Wednesday's Dimbledale. Yeah, see, we go there oh, okay. a lot. So it's 
a new update then. Uh, the LARP group name is Mythic Realms. The website is mythicrealms.com. If you want to, we'll, we'll throw a link here in the chat for you, Vazer. Uh, it is in the forums. Okay, they just haven't updated it on the calendar. So there you go. So All that's right. the website Good there for you, Vazer. Um, so, and we are going to do uh, an episode where we go over character creation kind of step by step because it is a little different from your standard D&D. Um, it's a completely different kind of forum. Yeah. So. Um, no problem, Vazer. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're interested. That, that's yeah, kind of why sure. we do this is to get get uh, get the uh, information out there and kind of try to break through some of the incorrect myths and legends about what LARP is and isn't. The stigma. Yeah, the stigma. That's a good way of putting it. So, uh, so yeah, Vigor is an ability that lets you heal. You have to call. You rest on a five I rest, count. Yeah, you say, I rest one, I rest two, I rest three, I rest four, I rest five, Vigor. Yep. And that heals you to full. Those you to full. But any negative status effects that you have, you still have. Yep. I think I have two vigors and I always forget to use them. Oh, I have nine vigors. Wow. I have nine vigors a day. Wow. Being undead, not a lot of people can heal yeah, me. Yeah, you can't be healed so by standard means. So you kind I of do need myself. to be self-sufficient <laughs> at that point. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, this next one, uh, I don't know a whole lot about, but it is Rage, which Proceed and Nevitz know a ton about. Oh, yeah. Both of them are Rage monsters. Yeah, so <laughs> Rage is a stance. Um, a lot of people can heal you, they just won't. That's, okay, all right. They physically have the abilities to, but it's illegal. And I won't let them, even if they would. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Necromancy is illegal most of the places where we play. So, hey, thank you for the host, Vazer. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Today is Thanks. a host party, man. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. We're doing uh, good. We are. This is amazing. <laughs> I've never had this many hosts, so this is crazy. This is going awesome. So, um, so stances are... What's the best way to... They're like... They last longer than, like, one swing. Right. So a, a stance generally lasts for five minutes. Um, and it's it's like you're completely changing your tactics, right? Yeah. So, like, a defensive stance would mean that you're not attacking at all, right? So rage is you're not defending at all. You're only attacking. Yeah. So... So, let's see. When you activate Rage, like she said, it lasts for five minutes. While you're in the stance, you are unable to use Dodge or Parry because you're just kind of berserking and you're in an all-out offensive mode, like she said. Mm -hmm. uh, and you gain plus one base damage to all weapon attacks and spell attacks. Um, if you're using a heavy weapon, uh, you actually get plus three base damage instead of plus one. Uh, and you can end it early on a five count. I so, end. yeah, so, and I don't know how new that is to the rule, because beforehand you used to not be able to end stances early, so that's kind of oh. nice, but, yeah. uh, <coughs> uh, proceed says, rage, <laughs> hit me with any question, Nevitz says, rage is my middle name, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they both know. rage a lot, um, and, and, uh, end stance is new. That's yeah. what I thought, I see, and I, I okay, I didn't. I didn't bite my. Or I didn't put my foot in my mouth. No, I thought it was new. I thought it was new. So, um, 
but the so Boji, for example, has a heavy weapon. So he, when he goes into rage, he deals plus three damage, which stacks with his weapon proficiency levels. So he dishes out a whole ton of damage, which scares a lot of NPCs. When they, <laughs> <laughs> like they they see Boji and his mace, and they're like, "Oh no, 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 no!" <laughs> they already hate him with his hammer in normal, okay. and then they hear him call rage, and most of them just cringe inside because they know what's coming. <laughs> so death. <laughs> some class Swiftly. abilities will change a stance with the caveat of you are no longer able to end the stance early. Yeah. Yeah, those are I, all additions and um, side notes and uh, caveats and whatnot that come with uh, classes. Yeah. When we hit classes. Which we, they, we discussed two of them last week. Yeah. So classes um, basically tweak the rules, right? Um, they allow you to do things differently than the base standard rule book. So... Um. So the other ability of Rage is something that's called Forceful Assault. Uh, so it lets you use the Force ability, the Force keyword like we talked about earlier uh, on a single attack, which is used once per day for every five levels of Rage. So I don't know how many levels you guys had. Um, if the attack misses or is physically blocked with or without the use of an in-game skill or ability, the Forceful Assault is expended. So that's kind of... Like a double-edged sword. You could do a lot of damage, but if they physically blocked it, you just completely wasted that skill. So, right. Um, so, yeah, that's it for Rage. I don't know. Did we do it justice? I mean... Anyone have any other questions about Rage? Yeah. There is a, a role-play aspect of it as well. Um, you are supposed to role-play your character enraged. Yeah. Um, now, what that looks like... For your character based on their personality yeah. it would be different for everybody but there is a like a role play um oh, that enhances the whole aspect of it anyways i only ever only only had eight uses of rage but each use of mine lasted a minimum of 12 minutes boji has 10 wow holy cow I knew Boji put a lot into rage, like a lot, a lot. But that was kind of his character concept. So, wow, and that's that's our character concept. He's the damage dealer, and I'm the defensive guy. So, yeah, that's awesome. And he definitely deals the damage. So, yeah, he does. Uh, the next ability is one that I like a lot because of my armor. Uh, it is called Hunker Down, and it is also a stance. Uh, oh, I can do Force Fortitude? Oh, I think I have to have level 5 for that, which yeah. I don't think I have. <laughs> You're not quite there yet. I don't think I'm there yet, but now I know that that's a threshold that I need to reach. But uh, <laughs> So, Hunker Down is a stance that lasts for 5 minutes. Boji rages differently because he was trained to do so. Yeah, he does have different rages because of his... I think it's part of the backstory for yeah. us. So. Um, so, while I'm in this stance... I lower my damage ceiling by two. So uh, damage ceiling is something that we haven't really discussed. So say a monster is swinging for 10 damage. If I have no armor, I take 10 damage. But in heavy armor, I have something that's called a damage ceiling of five, which means that is the most damage I can take from a non-force attack. So if he's swinging for 10, even if he hits me, 
I only take five damage because my armor essentially absorbed or, or prevented some of the, the other. It's the it. easiest way to kind of represent the benefits of armor when you're using a padded weapon because, you know. Right. So, uh, but while I'm in the hunker down stance, I lower that ceiling by an additional two to a minimum of three. So now that same guy that was swinging for ten and was hitting me for five is now swinging for ten and only hitting me for three. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Uh, which, honestly, if I do the math, lets me take like two more hits before I'm down. Which is, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but in these battles, two more hits is sometimes the difference between living and dying. Um, yeah, for sure. By the end, when Crow raged, he was calm and collected. It was not being in a rage that put him on edge. Oh, I gotcha. That's awesome. You started out the raging monster and learned how to focus it over years and years. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, and it's it's skills like that. I w- I kind of wish we had more skills that um, had this role play aspect. I I think that we've got a lot of like very like useful skills, but they don't contribute to the role play yeah. a lot. I really like rage just for its role play. So I want to see someone. I want to see someone come in and play a barber, like play a rage character, and act like the psychos do from Borderlands game. Just like, just like I don't know why. I think that would be fun as heck. Just to see someone. Just, yeah. That would be funny to see, or like, uh, or act like even Brick from Borderlands. <laughs> when he goes into his kind of rage mode where he's just like yeah 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 that would be funny I think that would be let's see I encourage everyone to role play out each skill yeah I mean you may encourage it but it doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna do it and if it's yeah. not in the rules a lot of people aren't gonna do it yeah even if it is in the rules some people, <laughs> some people don't do it yeah. it's a true story uh, anyway so I guess the other ability of Hunker Down is Force Fortitude, which we talked about earlier. Let's you reduce a Force Slay or a for, or a Death Blow to uh, Lead Count. Yeah. Which I need to get. Huh? No, we're good. And the last ability, anyone have a question about Hunker Down or how it works or the damage ceiling? Because it's kind of a, a weird mechanic. I don't know. They'll, they'll pipe up and we can come yeah, back we, to it. I guess I shouldn't say the last because there's more yeah. abilities. So. Yeah, no, there's more. But you can talk about Survivor. Yeah, so Survivor um, is one that a lot of people get because it helps you stay alive, hence the name Survivor. Um, so Survivor is basically your um, your constitution, right? Your, your want to stay alive, um, your, your, your physical fitness... Um, and so you get, um, two minutes to your death count and I believe it's 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds to your bleed count. So at, at level one, you get plus two minutes to your death count. So your death count normally is five minutes. Um, at the end of five minutes, you're, you spirit, you're dead, dead. Um, but survivor gives you an additional two minutes so you can, last two minutes longer um, before you would spare it. And then at level two, you'll get 30 seconds to your bleed count. 
as well. So your your bleed count is normally 60 seconds. So your bleed count is now 90, 90 seconds and your death count is now seven minutes. Um, and a lot of people will just do that, get um, first and second level. And then um, at third level, um, you get an additional plus one health. Um, oh. Yeah. And your unconsciousness effects, um, such as like knockout, waylay, sleep, um, those are cut in half. So knockout is normally, what, five minutes? So it's two and a half. I need that. I get knocked out a lot. Waylay is normally 10 seconds. It's now five. Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. Ascendance Gaming Center in Salt Lake City, Utah is a proud sponsor of the LARP Lounge. Ascendance Gaming offers top-of-the-line gaming PCs, VR stations, retro gaming consoles, and board games. Located at 583 Billings Road, Suite Number 5 in South Salt Lake, Utah. Mention this ad and get a free hour of PC game time. So there, there, that is one of the few skills that like you can't just keep getting more and more of. There is survivor level 1, 2, and 3, and that's it. Once you have third level survivor, you have it all. I don't have any more utility skills, but man, I need survivor. Yeah. I would so like do I. I, I would like <laughs> one extra hit point would mean a lot more for me, but uh so uh another ability is armor smithing, which is a production skill which I don't really want to get into those today. That's like yeah. a whole another topic which I have which I will be discussing with somebody um because crafting skills there is a lot involved with them. Yeah. They're really, really cool. They're basically a whole side game. Yeah, they really are. Like <laughs> they're a mini game. A mini game is exactly it. So there's armor smithing and weapon smithing, which are abilities from the fighter class. Um, but you, yeah. They're production skills, and we'll cover those another yeah, we'll, time. Yeah, we will discuss are, those with somebody else. They're considered utility skills as far as skill point. Um, as far as skill points go, but they are, they are production. So they do something specific. You create things with them. But the, the other thing is tied with those is that you do sometimes have to have that skill in order to use items. Yeah. Like some of the, like. But we'll go into that yeah. when we cover the, the production stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that is it as far as the fighter class skills are concerned. Now, the thing is, is that you can take those even if you're not a fighter, correct? Yes. So any of the skills you can take yeah. as any of the different um, base classes. Uh, classes. So rogues can have fighter skills. Arcanists can have uh, rogue skills. It, it, you can mix and match. It's just what you start with. Um, that matters. So when you start a character, they require you to pick uh, a combat and utility from your fighter class. Yeah, yeah. So you have to pick... Your very first ones have to be from your class, but the rest of them is kind of open game at that point in time. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you say that, uh, proceed with caution, because I was thinking that. 
because you did do a lot of that with weapon smithing. So, yeah. and one of the ones that does armor smithing, I can't get on here. So, I do armor smithing, but like <laughs> you've just started. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a love I'm uh words. Oh my gosh. Level. So I'm level five in in armor smithing, and I just got into um, artificing. Um, but I haven't actually been trained in game. Thank you. See, he knew what, what word I was thinking of. Artifice. Yes, artifice. Okay. <laughs> um, I haven't been trained in game as an artificer, and I'm actually trying to decide whether I'm going to keep that or if I'm going to swap out armor smithing for something else because so many skill points it's it's a lot of skill points and i don't use it very often yeah so all right so let's discuss the rogue rogue yeah so rogues backstab (laughs) every rogue knows how to backstab because rogues do it from behind um all right so backstab is exactly the same as weapon proficiency except that when you're behind a target instead of plus one you get plus two um so you can you can stack weapon proficiency and backstab but not uh, together, so backstab gives you the option of doing the plus one static damage, or the plus two damage from behind, or the strikes as well. Um, can I derail us for a minute with a question? Absolutely. Yes, we love questions, so go ahead, man. We're not telling any. No more backstabby until you tell us your question. Yeah, we're not having any grand stories right now, so we're totally okay with with uh, a question we're always okay with question but yeah now's a perfect time to be honest because we were just in a little lull there so this is the perfect time so we will wait yes. for the question it's never a derail for good questions exactly exactly since you larp do you guys still play D D? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. It's it's a totally different kind kind of um, interaction. I think D and D is way more like let's lay back, chill, have some snacks, and have some fun. You still get the role play, um, hang out with friends in a nice air conditioned, comfortable house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's still that appeal for sure. <laughs> yeah, so the thing I like about D&D is that LARP does a lot to try to make up for the fact that I'm not actually an epic warrior. Whereas in D&D, there, I don't have to make up for that pack because my character literally is an epic warrior who lives and breathes this adventuring lifestyle day in and day out. So right. he's a lot cooler and a lot better than I ever will be in LARP. Yeah. I mean, so. and, and it's, it's different for everybody, for sure. Everyone, just like everyone plays D&D for their own reasons. Yeah. Everyone plays LARP for their own reasons. And everyone, like, I don't know. I 
love the physical aspect of of LARPing. Yeah. But I also love just hanging out with friends and, you know, role playing in D and D and having some pizza and not having to overexert myself in the sun or the cold or, you know, like both, both are super fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to just sit and play a story out. LARP is very exhausting and that's true. And, and I'll be honest. Let's see. That said, I prefer LARP over tabletop role playing, but I enjoy both a lot. Same. I agree. I also, for some reason, have an easier time role playing in D and don't know why. I just do. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because it's a disconnect and it's an imaginary character, and so I can envision it however you, I want. You're completely in a different yeah. headspace, so. rather than trying to imagine this grove of trees with orange tape around it is a building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know why, but I can role play better in D and D, and I'm working on role playing better in uh, in Mythic Realms. I think part of the reason I don't role play as well as Mythic Realms is because there's such a huge world. There's so much that has happened in this world, and there's so much going on in this world, and I don't know it all, so I feel less knowledgeable. So I feel like I can LARP, I can role play less because I don't know everything. Whereas with D and D. I know the world's a lot better, which is just a matter of me sitting down and reading, but I don't like to do that. I'd rather I'd rather learn it in game from people. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, but that was, that was a, a that was a good question. <laughs> you're gonna a, say, yeah, yeah. So jinx. Yeah, so, <laughs> do the rule differences sometimes drive you crazy? Not really, because they're so different that that yeah. is not really. I'm not really worried about anything like that. Rule so. differences start becoming a problem when you go from LARP to LARP. Yeah. Just like going from um, tabletop to tabletop, right? So they're both tabletops, but... so Okay, so crossovers. Um, hmm. That's a, that's a good one because... Um, have you talked to Chris and Michelle? We should get them on here. I want to, but... Yeah, you should. So, um, yeah, I like the difference between Pathfinder and D&D. Yeah. Absolutely. They're similar, but there are differences. But And to be fair, there are some, just real quick, there are sometimes crossovers. For example, Jovi and Boji Smash are based off of D&D characters that me and Nevitz used to play. So that's a crossover. It's very minor, but it is still a crossover. There's a, uh, a group of players... Um, who are going to bring in new PCs together as a group. And what they did was they played a D&D campaign with those characters before bringing them into Mythic Realms so that they could figure out what their personalities were like and how they knew each other and uh, how they interacted with each other. And they played a whole campaign together as a group in D&D first before bringing them in to Mythic Realms. And now they had all of these, like... Uh, inside jokes yeah. and stuff like that that they could more seamlessly role play with oh. with new characters in game. That's cool. So yeah. Nevit says I'm excited to play Wednesday. Yeah. Fun times. We haven't like actually played played in like over a month. Right. It's been crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm like, I haven't. I so with my armor, I took some pieces apart and I'm adjusting things and I'm yeah. like. I haven't put it back together yet, but I also haven't needed it. Yeah. <laughs> in a long time. So, so I'm we, like, I gotta we, get this we've done. We've done some role play, but we haven't done any combat, at mm-hmm. least 
but at least the three of us, me, Nevitz, and you, we haven't yeah. done any combat for a while. You have an alliance, but not with Mythic. Yeah, so. not with Mythic. So, I'm a little excited, too, because we'll have to see what, what I end up doing. So. Yeah. Me, too. I still haven't figured out if I'm going to retire or not. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh All right. We're going to go back to Rogue Combat yeah, Skills. Yeah, let's okay. go back to Rogue Combat Skills. <laughs> to our backstab. Ro- I can't talk today. Rogue. Yes, Rogue. Yeah, so so um, if you have, I was, I was saying this earlier, I'm going to go back to it. If you have weapon proficiency and backstab, you can't get the plus one static damage from weapon proficiency and the plus one static damage from backstab. Mm. You can't stack both of those, but you can get the plus one static damage to weapon proficiency and the plus two damage from behind from backstab. And then now when you are behind somebody, you have plus three from behind because you have your plus one static and your plus two from behind. So now you have plus three from behind. I, that's how I started Lita out. I actually ended up getting rid of backstab because I, I'm like, I'm a fighter and yeah. I'm frontline fighter and you're always in my face. So <laughs> I never could use backstab unless they were running away from me, which was useful occasionally, but not enough to justify the skill points. See, and I'm always surprised at how well people use backstab because it always works out so easy in t- tabletop D&D, mm-hmm. but... I'm always surprised how well it works out in real LARP, like real life LARP too, because you can get people occupied, and the rogues can and will sneak around behind and start dealing their extra damage. Oh yeah. And some of them are really scary from behind. <laughs> yeah. So super scary. Um. Oh it, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, no problem, Lone Star, no problem. So, yeah, backstab surprises me every time I see someone use it, just because. That was one thing that I always thought would never work in real life. It's like, oh no, you're gonna notice them. Yeah. Nope. Nope. You, you don't. You don't. You get so you get tunnel vision when you're fighting. Yep. And you focus on the person that you're fighting and and or the person right next to them. You can't really pay attention to what's going on past yeah. this if you've got more than one, two people attacking you. Uh, it's it's very hard to pay attention to more than that. So backstab works really well. Yeah, and you do physically have to be behind them. Yep. So it's you have to be able to see both their shoulder blades. Yep. Yep. So yep. that's cool. All right. So next one is uh, dodge. Ooh, dodge is nice. Dodge. So uh, parry is the fighter ability that's the block it out of the way with your weapon, right? Dodge is the you just moved out of the way, and that's for ranged attacks. So uh, arrows. Or spells. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that, but I mean, you could technically dodge a swung attack as well, but dodge is usually reserved. You, you can't dodge a melee attack. Oh, you can't. Mm-mm. Oh. Nope, that's evade. So evade. Oh, evade is both. Is both. Oh, okay. Evade is basically see, a dodge nothing. and parry. I know nothing. Yeah. Let's see. I'm not sure when I'm retiring Boji, but I am doing more to make my other character better now, like a fun new weapon. <laughs> Yes. Wink. Wink, wink. Yes, <laughs> that is on my docket. So, yeah, okay. I See, I didn't know that. I guess, I mean, I've been told it before. I just forget these things. About these <laughs> things so, dodge is only for ranged attacks. Yep. You can only use dodge on ranged attacks. You can only use parry on melee attacks. You can use evade on both um, and sidestep on both. 
Good to know. Uh, next one is Restrained. Oh, yeah, this one's nice. So uh, Restrained is you hit a character and you call Restrained, mm -hmm. and then they put their arms to their side for 10 seconds. So, so you, you can, can move your wrists, yep. but you can't move at the elbows. Your arms have to be locked to your sides. So you can still hold your weapon in your hand and whack them on the leg with your weapon in your hand uh, if you can. If you can get to them, but for 10 seconds you have to stay like yeah. that. And now this 10 second thing I'm going to bring up because it's, um, it's an issue that people don't know how to count. <laughs> A lot of people will go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's a 10 count. That's not 10 seconds. 10 seconds is 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, 4, 1,000, 5, 1,000, 6, 1,000, 7, 1,000, 8, 1,000, 9, 1,000, 10. Okay? That's 10 seconds. That's a long time in a, in a combat. So, and a lot of people don't pay attention to that that's true a lot of people just do the count instead of the seconds so yeah and there is a difference in a lot of the abilities it'll say a 10 count or 10 seconds and there is a difference between those two things proceed says wrists touching hips yeah your rich have your yeah your wrists have to touch your hips i'm having a hard time today man that's fine. uh so now the next one is days, which we sort of hit on a little bit earlier, which I mentioned. But you mentioned, but you didn't say exactly. Yeah, what it I didn't is. really mention what it does. But uh, so, so days makes it so that you can defend, but you can't attack for ten seconds. So um, it's like you just got hit over the head. You just got your bell rung, right? You're you're dazed. You're you're still able to defend yourself, but you're not aware enough of your surroundings to be able to attack anything so and that's another that's a 10 seconds thing um you can run away you can defend yourself you can hide you know you can you can parry you can dodge um but you can't attack restraint i think is one of those that people abuse because the rule is also you need 45 degree swing to call damage if your wrist is on your hip, getting 45 degrees is very tough. Yeah, you have, yeah. To, you have to swing your whole body to get that 45 yeah. degrees. <laughs> and yeah, and some people will just sit there with their wrist and just go whack, 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 whack. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> it is abused. Um, my weapon lets me do days once per day. Nice. And I have used it very efficiently usually when I <laughs> use it, so... I will wait for one of those times when I like I've heard enough defenses called and I'm like, all right, this guy's a pain in the butt. Days, so yep, I use it really well. Thanks to Crow for that weapon. Sweet. So next one is repel. So repel uh, is a fun, kind of crazy one. Um, so you hit someone with repel and they have to take ten steps away from you. Yep. So, and that can be in any direction. Yeah. It just has to be directly away from you. It doesn't have to be directly opposite of where they hit you from. Yeah. If, if you run at them this way and they repel you, you can run away from them that way. You don't have to run straight back from where you came from. You, it just has to be straight away from them in any direction. Yeah. So, Mercedes says, Days is a very underrated skill. I love and suggest Days every day. Yes. 
Yeah. Days um, Days is a good one. Because for them to not basically putting them in the defensive always gives you the advantage. Yeah, when they're not able to hurt you, you're always at an advantage. I mean, that's yep. especially for 10 seconds when you actually think how long 10 seconds is. It's a long time. So, not a yep. 10 count like you were just saying, but so uh, so the next one we have is kind of a it's a combination of them because it's... Uh, so this is the Force yeah, Rogue is, skills. Yeah. So only rogues... All right, I should have clarified this with fighters. So only fighters can get the Force Fighter skills. Only rogues can get the Force Rogue skills. Um, but you have to be 100 skill points mm -hmm. before you have access to the Force uh, skills. So the the Force Rogue skills are counter force x so uh counter is um turning the spell on them yes yeah you turn the damage back towards right them. you turn the damage back on so them. say someone so for example say boji comes up and he has he's in rage and he comes up and he does his force 30 you could then call force counter 30 and then swing back and you essentially deflected his blow back at him. Any hit as long as it's not force. Oh no, okay, so it can't be force. So so it you can't the you can't counter the force, but if it comes at you as a like ten magic, yeah. you can say counter force ten magic. So well, no, it you're turning a, it into a force. Yeah, you're turning it into a force gotcha. against them. I think there's some monsters that can counter force though, which is why I'm confused. Uh, I don't. They shouldn't be able to. I think, I think I played one, but that was also in the Isles, where things are scary. Oh, the Arbor Isles. Yeah, the Arbor Isles. Yeah. So, well, they do things different there. <laughs> yeah, they do do things different there. So I think that was why I got confused because I think I played a monster that did that once. But So yeah, you turn it into force. I got you. Uh, then there's force knockout, which basically sounds like what it is. You just you have to hit them with the pommel though, right? In the back of their head or you just have to hit them anywhere? Uh, yeah, so knockout is, is behind pommel strike. Um, but we... Uh, we don't do it at the back of the head. We do it between, uh, between the, the, shoulders. the shoulders. Yeah. Because we don't do headshots don't at wanna, all. Yeah. Force knockout is from any level. That's what I thought because I was reading through it and I didn't see anything about the the name. Oh. Oh, is that Waylay? Yeah, Waylay's the one that specifically the one that's is on behind. the back of the shoulders. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah. So force knockout. Uh, they're down for five minutes. Which sucks. Yeah. <laughs> five minutes is a long time when we were in rome i got forced knocked out and then repelled <laughs> and i was like what do i do they're like just go 10 steps away even though you're not because he still repelled your le your limp corpse. your limp your limp body I'm like, is all right so yeah <laughs> it sucked because i there it was an area that was perfect for me to stand because it was literally the size of my shield so i walked up there and he reaches over and hits my shoulder and goes force knockout i'm like crap <laughs> so then I go down and then he goes uh, force repel he didn't even do force no. he just goes repel and I'm like crap well that didn't work at all I was trying to plug that gap and let everyone just hit him with range and he was like You're get not out gonna. of the way yeah he was like that's not working buddy so that sucks rogue counter turns it into force if you have a forceful assault then you can turn the counter into force yeah 
So, so that's force knockout. And then the last one is if you, so for example, if you hit with a daze, you call counter force daze. Yeah, so you turn it into a force ability. I get you. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, and then knockback. I'm not familiar with knockback because I don't ever. It's, I don't... it's a force repel. Oh. Basically, yeah. You may make two consecutive weapon attacks of force repel. Okay. So it's repel but force. Yeah. So, so ten steps uh, away from you. St- ten steps directly away from the attacker. Right. So. Two swings of force repel. Yeah, we talked about force a lot. So force is basically a descriptor. So. That's it for the combat skills of the rogue. Does anyone have any questions on those before we continue to the utility skills? Or any other random questions? (laughs) Sorry if you're... No, I'd rather you correct us because I don't want misinformation getting out there. Absolutely. So you're not really hijacking chat, so... Winged Vox, is there a knock-up spell in which the person you cast it on carries your baby for nine months? No. I have yet to, I have yet to encounter it, so I would have to say no. Oh my gosh, that's funny. That's a good one, though, Winged Vox. I like that. That's funny. Appreciate that. We need... All so. right. Um, all right, so now for the utilities. And we talked about height a little bit before, but... We've had that happen twice. What for? Knock up? <laughs> well, if you think about it. Orithia and Sonia. Yeah. That's, that's... Oh my gosh. Yeah. That makes me laugh so much. Woo. I yeah. Mean, I mean, was she Sonia at that point? Or was oh no. She... She's, yeah, it was Sonia that got okay. pregnant technically in game. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, I wasn't there for all of that. I didn't know if she was playing as. Rin or Sonya at that point in time, so that's funny. So, yep. all right. So hide is a utility skill. What if you use that ability on a male though? It's well, gonna suck for them in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. No effect. Yeah, that's what I would say. Just say no effect. No effect is an, is something that you call if an ability doesn't affect you for some random reason or another. So there's not a lot of cases unless you've got like a magic item or or some other reason that it doesn't work. But we call that butthole birth. Oh, dear. Oh, man. Okay. So back to rogue utility skills. If someone tried to do that on me, I would just hide. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so hide is a rogue <laughs> utility skill. This one requires a headband to indicate that you are hidden. Blue? Yes, blue headband. Um, you have It's a five count. So I hide one, I hide two, I hide three, I hide four, I hide five. And then you have to cover, is it two-thirds of your... Okay, I'm not reading that anymore. <laughs> And just pretend it doesn't exist. Thirty percent. Thirty percent of your body has to be covered by trees or bushes or grass or whatever. And then you put the blue headband on, and nobody can see that you're there because you're hiding. Yeah, unless they have special abilities. Right. 
Um, uh, hide level, is it level five that gives you hidden dash? Uh, usually if there's another ability, it's usually a level five thing. Yeah. So, so hidden dash, um, allows you to, uh, go out of game for 10 seconds from, from a hidden position. You can say, you call hidden dash, you go out of game for 10 seconds to another hidden location. So another place where you're covered by 30% of the body. That's disappear. Hidden dash, you don't go out of game, I don't think. No, yeah, you do. Immediately uh, go, out say go out of game for a total of 10 seconds. And as then you travel to the new hide location, re-entering the hidden state. Yep. You're right. I know I am. <laughs> Nevin says he's not playing Mythic anymore. Because he doesn't want to get Force knocked up. <laughs> well, good thing there's no Force knock-up skill in Mythic. <laughs> Otherwise, nope. <laughs> and then Lone Star played my sound effect where it's someone doing a whip and then someone screaming. It probably worked. The bot's on, so it should have worked. I'm just going to disappear here for a second. Uh, no, the sound file is not on that computer, so it probably didn't work. <laughs> so next is dual wield, which is kind of like it sounds. Most people can only have one weapon in one hand, but rogues can take an ability that lets them hold one weapon in each hand. Yes. Dual wielding. Yes, and so level one allows you to use light or medium in your main hand and a dagger in your off hand. Level two lets you use a light or medium in your main hand and a light weapon in your off hand. And then level three, you can use medium weapons in each hand. And that, those ones are kind of crazy because you have to call damage for each weapon separately. Yes. So, so if, you, if you have two different weapons that do two different types of damage, it gets really confusing. Yeah. Like, five ice, four normal, five ice, four normal, five ice, four normal, five ice, four normal. Like, it can, it can be hard. Yeah. So, um... It can get tiring. Yeah. Let's see. Note, the rules specifically state that if you are dual-wielding without the skill to do so, any damage called that hits your offhand weapon counts as though you were hit. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. That's hilarious. So you're basically not able to block with your offhand weapon. Yeah. That's cool. Let's see. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah, I didn't know that, but I didn't even know that you were allowed to, like... Yeah, I, did, I thought you had weapon. to have the skill in order to do two weapons, so... The yep. more you know... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next uh, ability is Waylay. So this is the one um, where you have to be behind the person... For, is it 10 seconds? No. You have to be behind them for five seconds. So you have to walk up behind the person for five, and you have to stand there for five seconds. Yep. And then you call waylay and whatever level of waylay you have. So there's waylay one, uh, waylay two, and three. waylay three. So waylay one can, uh, can be um, blocked with a helmet. So if you're wearing a helmet, you are immune to waylay one. Uh, waylay uh, basically knocks you unconscious for 10 seconds. Or if you're a warden, warden automatically blocks one level of waylay without a helmet. And then it does stack with a helmet. 
So while I'm wearing a helmet, I resist up to waylay two. That's awesome. Yeah. But most That's people cool. have waylay three anyway, so it's not really that awesome. <laughs> so it's like, yay, I have this ability that does nothing. Let's see. First strike of waylay is no count. Each additional takes five seconds. Gotcha. So waylay one is you can just walk up behind somebody and say waylay one. Uh, so waylay two, you would have to be there for five seconds and then say waylay two. And then waylay three, you have to be there for ten seconds to say waylay three. Someone used waylay on me wrong then. <laughs> they were invisible. But I know they were not behind me for 10 seconds. They literally just walked behind me while invisible and went waylay three. Didn't matter. I ended up surviving. So it's no biggie. <laughs> he, was, he was caused betrayal. So he was doing what he should have done. He played it correctly. That's awesome. So pickpocket we have sort of talked about in previous episodes. We will... Uh, I guess try to go into it because it's kind of weird. It uses uh, yeah. So clip, so clippies. Pickpocket pick is a skill that we put in game so that you can steal from other characters without stealing clothespins. in real life. That's okay. What it is. So yeah, they're clothespins. I was like clippies, clippies. They used to do stickers, and now it's clothespins. Um, <laughs> or pieces of Velcro or whatever. You, you can actually use anything. It just has to be um, identifiable as a pickpocket. So basically what you do is you, um, you take your clothespin or your sticker or whatever and you attach it to someone's belt pouch or their backpack or whatever. And then you go and you find a marshal and... Um, the marshal will go to the person and if they have not discovered your clothespin or your sticker or whatever then the marshal will take the pouch choose what was stolen out of it and then give them back the pouch and then the marshal will give you the item that was stolen item, items, coin it's, yeah, coin, items what, whatever happens to be in the bag if you, if you put your pickpocket on an empty pouch, you don't get anything. <laughs> and that's why lots of people have multiple pouches. Yes. They're bait pouches. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, and then with pickpocket, um, it's it's a, a double ability. So you get pickpocket, you also get conceal. Um, conceal allows you to find concealed items. And it allows you to conceal items. Yes. Um, so it's basically like being really good at hiding stuff. <laughs> right. Um, I'm not super clear on all of the specific little details of pickpocket and conceal. They can both get a little um, uh, hard to uh, determine... It requires a lot of marshalling and all of that. And I, I personally have decided I'm just not doing that. <laughs> too, Proceed says too uh, pickpocket or and so since you said you can use pickpocket on PCs, oh, yeah, he said or, or NPCs. Pickpocket is supposed to be used against NPCs. Low. That's him being <laughs> sheriff. No, 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 no. He also says a pouch with multiple pockets only has what is considered its main pocket. main pocket stolen from. That's cool. 
Yeah. So you have to determine which one's the main pocket. I don't know how you determine that. Yeah, but. I I had heard and and Crow, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I had heard that if you like as a as a PC knew that they had this specific item in that specific pouch, and you were able to get your um your clothespin. clothespin on that pouch and you told the marshal this is specifically what I want to get out of that pocket that that was something either up to the marshal's discretion or, or is that is that possible are you able to do that do you know if you can be like specific about it he says PC versus PC pickpocketing has a lot of specific rules associated I would imagine yeah would that's what so. I thought marshal discretion so yeah um, based on placement of the sticker pin yeah. Cool. Uh, so then the next ability is quick search. So normally to search an enemy after battle is a minute, mm-hmm. which 60 is 60 seconds, a long flipping time. But if you take, well, you also can search areas. And how long is the area search? Area search is five minutes. Five minutes. So you can take quick search to reduce both of those times by five seconds on the regular search at fifth level. The area search is reduced by one minute to a minimum of one minute. So the fastest you can quick search a target is 10 seconds, and the fastest you can search an area is one minute. So that's how quick search works. It's kind of a simple ability, but it's also really handy sometimes. Yeah. So um, caveat on that is that if you have conceal and you are looking for something that is concealed, you cannot use quick search to find the concealed thing. Oh, because that um, would uh, diminish from the idea of it being concealed. Yeah, it's hard to find. Yeah, you're not going to find it in a quick search. So, there's that. So here's a skill that everyone tells me to pick up because of an ability in here that to me makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Also, if multiple people are helping search, the lowest level of conceal is used. Oh, it's not the highest level. It's the lowest level. That's good to know. Huh. Yeah, so sometimes you can get a lot of people together. Like, if you're searching a large area and they're like, it's going to take you 30 minutes to search this entire area. We can say, well, there's six of us searching and that'll reduce the amount of time it takes to search the the large area um but what crow is saying is that um if you're looking for concealed thing it is whoever has the lowest level of conceal that you go by i guess it does make sense because the lowest person could walk right by a concealed item and never know it's there because he's taking a different area right he or she is taking a different area logically it makes sense it does make sense actually now that i think about it so I, i i like it so disguise Disguise is basically kind of what it sounds like. You create a persona and you can come in game with that disguise. The other ability of disguise is that you can resist mind control by a force level or lower mind influencing effects such as fear, terror, cause betrayal, charm, enslave. I don't know if there's any more, is there? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, there probably is, but I'm... That's a pretty I, I good can't, Yeah, that's most of them. <laughs> so, I don't know. To me, that just doesn't make 
any sense that disguise gives you resist to mind control. But yeah, I think I've talked to them and their reasoning behind it is that you're so into that persona or you've you've created so many personas in your brain that you've kind of blocked off sections of your brain that would prevent like it's something along those lines. So disguise is also only a physical change, skills and abilities are the same, yeah. So, and it doesn't get used very often, and apparently I missed one time when someone used it, which was apparently extremely hilarious. Oh, yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was a disguise. I thought that it was an NPC, and I was just like, what the heck? Why why is that guy trying to pretend he's Banner? I couldn't understand it for the life of me. Yeah. But I then missed. I was like, oh, right, disguise is a thing. That's yeah. what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize what was going on either, so so that's that as far as disguise goes. Uh, allows you to create a complete alternate identity. Assuming dropping or changing disguises takes a minimum of 30 minutes. As the character removes and applies makeup, changes costuming, swaps out equipment, etc. So. Yep, and you have to look significantly different when you're disguised. Yeah. So not just a little bit different, a lot a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just be like, I'm Clark Kent. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. So. So if a disguised character uh, is killed, the character will character will even pass through the circle of life in the same disguise they died in take note and be careful not to profess knowledge of secrets held by one of your personas when you are currently disguised as another that's funny makes sense though because when you go through the circle of life it's it's as you look so there's nothing that says you get cleansed to your original look so it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think disguise is something that actually probably gets used a lot more than people think it does. Um, there's a lot of speculation about, and, and I don't know about this one, but there's a lot of speculation that uh, Jolar and um, um, uh, what's Warren. his Orin were the same person. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but I don't... I don't think so. But I, I know that that was quite a topic of conversation for a while. That all of, all of his characters were all the same person. <laughs> I've heard that little joke that they're all the same person with just one slightly different personality quirk. <laughs> so... Uh, and then some more abilities uh, that they have is alchemy and tinkering, which are also production ones. So I don't know that we're going to get into those today. Yeah. Because, again, they're kind of complicated and we've already gone over a lot of information as is. So. It has kind of been a big info dump. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't don't feel like you have to understand all of these things and memorize all of these things um, before you can come and play. Yeah. Um, if at any time you come and play and somebody calls out a skill that you don't know what it does and they hit you with something and you're like, I don't know what that means. You just put your hand on your head or your weapon on your head and you say, can you tell me what that means? Or, you know, what does that do? And 
were happy to stop oh, and yeah. explain it. Super like, obliging. It's it's not super formal. So no worries about that. Uh, yeah, Nevitz is right. A lot of the game is learned over time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's why I personally recommend NPC because it gives you all that time to slowly learn those abilities. Yeah. Uh, but everything is available on the website. You can literally go there and go to rules and click the core rule book and it's all there for you to just go through and read and everything like that. So it's all there. So, yep. uh, And it's literally on the first page. Rules, boom, book, core rule book is what it's called. Because yep. there are a few links there, but core rule book is what we've been going through today. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's any other rogue skills. Nope, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And yeah, see, uh, he says NBCing is a great way to learn the rules and how things work. And I agree with that 100%. It's also so. a really great way to decide whether you want to play, you know, a fighter or a caster, dual wield, yep. sword and board, because um, as an NPC, you get to play all of the different things. Yep. Yep. Like he just said, playing a diversity of creatures can also give you an idea of what you'd like to play. Yep. Because Absolutely. as an NPC, you're going to play a various assortment of combat styles and use a various assortment of abilities so that you know what you like and don't like, so... Yep. Um, what seems to be effective or ineffective for you, what you yep. can remember, what yep. you enjoy, all of those things. What you can remember is probably the most key, I would say, there, because yeah, even there's just a lot of stuff even I still forget to this day, and I'm like, I didn't know I have that ability. I forgot I had it, so. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things. Um, we'll go over character creation um, another day. Another day and talk about all that stuff because that's a whole nother can of beans. Thank you for the 100 bits, Lone Star. Woo, bitty dance. Bitty, bitty. Did that heal you, by the way? I think it's supposed to heal you. It did? Okay, I didn't know why. And I was like, wait, how come he's so hurt? I already know why he's hurt. <laughs> oh, we got it. Oh, wait. When did we get Munchkin as a new follower? When did that happen? Did I miss that? Yeah. Sorry. I didn't even I didn't even see the notification or anything. Oh, because we don't have stream alerts open. It's a part of the thing though, yeah. It should have It should have, huh? But it's where we had the, the rule Oh yeah, we had the rule Oh book we had the rule book, so I wouldn't have seen it. So sorry for that. Let me do this now then. So thanks for joining Munchkin. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Hi neighbor. Hi neighbor. <laughs> oh wow more bits and Lone Star Cheer shared rewards to three others in chats That's had a message awesome. to thank Lone Star for your gift <laughs> that is RPG so cool. Epic Staff that's cool That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks for the, what is that, a walrus or something? Yeah, no, I don't know what that is. It looks like a dinosaur or something. A dinosaur. Nice. I didn't know you could do that kind of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. That's fun. Thanks for all that, Lone Star. I appreciate That's it. That's fun. Oh, now he's at maximum health. Look at that. Woo! He's serious about being the bit boss. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to stay here forever. 
awesome. He swooped in and took it, and now he's going to stay there forever. <laughs> so. Well, right. did you want to talk about... Um, it was selfish to heal up. No, it wasn't. You're going to be bit boss forever, man. <laughs> I added that ability in for a reason, so people could do that. So That's awesome. Because there's a box I click, and I tell them adding bits heals them or not from their own self. So That's cool. Because it wouldn't make sense for them to hurt themselves or do nothing. So Yeah. Did you want to talk about some of your classes then, so we still got some time, or are you... You think we've already dumped too much info on them as is. I don't know. I think we've done a lot of info dumping. We can do a little bit of storytelling. Yeah, we can. Yeah. What are your thoughts on The Weekender? Oh. Yeah. All right. So uh, I NPC'd The Weekender because it was Arbor Isles and I always NPC. And I tell you what, I have never had so much fun NPCing. It was such a good time. It was a blast. I enjoyed myself so, so, so much. Um, being able to uh, set up the props and all of every, everything that went into it. So a lot of our a lot of our games, because we have so many of them, it's hard to do a lot of props and a lot of um, like visuals. For it, and so we do a lot of describing and explaining. This is what this looks like. This is what this looks like. Um, but we were determined to, to like have fun, and um, and the runners for the Arbor Isles are are really big into props. Mm -hmm. And we spent the week before, uh, two weeks before, making props for the weekend. We built uh, little houses at a cardboard. I actually wish I had heard about that earlier because oh, so because my mom for Christmas one year because I was in like movie making and stuff uh -huh. she gave me a box of action figures that are B movie um, B movie character reactions oh to a monster gosh. and so there's like a girl on the ground like going like this oh and it would have been perfect for it the village when you guys perfect. had that and I was like you guys, I saw that you guys had the little GI Joe soldiers but yeah. I'm like. Because then there's they got like guys so just running, good. screaming with his hands up uh, in the air. Like, I saw them the other day in my room. I'm like, those would have been perfect for that. I'm been. so bummed that I didn't know. Like, but does, I mean, why would they tell me? The but, icing on the cake, though, with that whole scene. Uh, yeah. Other than how much fun everybody, all the NPCs had putting it together, <laughs> which was awesome, um, was the church. Yeah. With Quinn's face on it. Yeah. We, that was. <laughs> the best and Quinn's reaction when he saw it I was standing off to the side out of game watching them go through this because I was going to be coming in shortly as a different character and I'm watching him and he like flips out like is laughing doubled over has to walk out of the group and like contain himself again it was so funny and I was like, and that was just one of those things. Well, while we're making the little houses right. and everything, we were like, we need to, we need to have like one of the players' faces on the church, like as they worship one of the players. And we're like, no, it's got to be Quinn, because everyone in the Arbor, Arbor Isles calls the group from Northwatch the Quinn. Because early on in the campaign, um, when the 
the PCs were interacting with some of the people of the world who were like, who are you? And he introduced himself as I'm Quinn. And they just thought that that was everybody. Mm. And so they've been referred to as the Quinn <laughs> from there forward. That's funny. So we created this little miniature town as Quintopia. <laughs> <laughs> and they all worship Quinn. It was uh, it was so much fun. If you guys if you guys want to see any pictures of that, um, I believe some were posted on on the Mythic Facebook. Are they there now? Because last week they weren't there. Oh, and we were talking about them and they weren't there. And I was like, no, this would be. Perfect. She had them all on her phone and she didn't have any of them on the website. Well, I know I know that Jessica posted them maybe on her personal Facebook page. Mm. I think she linked them to the Mythic Weekender. I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah, she showed me the one of you in like the brown leather armor. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. It's, that's on Facebook. I don't know whether that's on her personal page or Facebook's page. I'd oh, have to okay. look at it. But um, but it's on Facebook somewhere. I know the video of the village is on there. Yeah. And that's on the Facebook page, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yes, I think all of that's on the Facebook page. Okay. So yeah, um, but that and then the the ship battle we had. So because we were on flying ships, um, we had a ship battle between the two ships, and we we had made um, grappling hooks out of coat hangers and duct tape and rope. Duct tape that we we would throw over to their ship. And they had just a rope perimeter around what was their ship. And we'd have to hook it onto their ship and tie it off on ours and then cross over. And they could pull it off with the feet of strength, but it would do damage to them because it was, a cl- it was uh, empowered with cleanse magic. Wow. And it was, uh, it was so much fun. And we had catapults and we were launching. We had like those water balloon launchers. Oh, and yeah. we were launching spell packets back and forth with the water balloon launchers. Oh my god, it was so much fun! Like, like talking about like ridiculous. Like, th- this is what people look at on YouTube and go, "Oh my gosh, LARPing is weird." But it was so much stupid fun. Like stupid fun for adults. I don't know. It was. It was. It was good times. <laughs> someone wouldn't come with me to film it. <laughs> Would have been probably one of the some of the best footage we would have had because they oh, do so get good. into it. Like I remember, yeah. I played Audrey once, like literally the plant from Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. and they had a picture that I was supposed to hold up to be like, "This is what I look this like." This is what I look like. Yeah, they so. do that a lot. Oh, it was so good. And he he makes um, letters. Like that's one of the ways that he gets information out about the history, right? Is they they found you know a chest that's full of all these old letters, right? Mm. And that's how they get a lot of the history because the history of this world is um, like five thousand years old. They have it all written out, like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and now this is where we're at, you know. Mm. And this is why because this started out way back here, you know. And um, so to, to get some of that information out, like he creates all these letters and he, he, you know, prints them on, you know, aged looking paper and then they age them themselves and they roll them up and, you know, stuff them in this little box. And it's, uh, it's just so like immersive. But I think my favorite, my favorite NPC was, um, uh, well, she was. She did really, really good, but no, my favorite was, oh, what was his name? 
Um, Timmy? Timmy. Two-hand two Timmy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we heard about him. <laughs> he was the best. His, his interactions with uh, Miles were the best. So, um, my Timmy uh, was showing Miles, like, how to take care of the engine and the boiler and, <laughs> you know, and all of that. And so he's like, now, if it, if it uh, bangs three times... You have to go check on it because it might explode. But if it's only once or twice, it's fine. So every time we rang the dinner bell, Timmy, wherever he was, was, Miles, Miles, go check the engine. <laughs> so uh, dinner, Saturday night, Miles is standing right at the front of the line. We haven't rang the bell or anything, and he's like, it's like, I know you guys are getting ready to ring the bell. I really just want food. Can I have food real quick, please? And and so my husband's, you know, accommodating, goes and gets him his bowl, hands him his bowl, and then Leon grabs the bell and goes, ding, 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 ding. And so Miles has to set down his bowl of food and run to the engine room. Oh, so funny. Oh, best <laughs> yeah, character we, ever. We heard about that one last week, so... Yeah. Sounds like it was funny, man. I'm just, I'm kind of bummed I missed all that. But. Yeah, I know. You should have come and NPC'd. It was so much fun. Uh, and then the Whispering Woods with the animals. Yes. was so much fun, too. <laughs> so I played a... Were you the bear? No, I was the wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, I don't, we didn't hear about that. <laughs> so... Uh, so the, the plot runners actually had a group of people come up, um, that used to help them run, uh, was it Utah LARP that they used to run? Anyways, um, one of those LARPs, uh, that they used to run anyways. So they, they came up and played a bunch of characters with us. We all dressed up. We went through all of the NPC costuming, which we have a ton of, but not a lot of it gets used frequently because it's complicated we don't have it very organized anyways we went through and and got everybody like little forest creature costumes right well i um i was like i'm gonna be a bunny i had this like white fluffy top on that had a little tail attached to it and i did bunny ears but all of the pcs were being bunnies and there were more pcs than they had planned on and so i gave them the bunny ears that i had and i was like all right well what should i do so instead i put on cat ears or wolf ears and a wolf nose with the white fluffy top and I was like okay so I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing (laughs) and I was best friends with the pig who uh, kept on crying about how her friend the wolf had blown her house down but she's friends with the sheep now (laughs) (laughs) the sheep is actually the wolf Oh, I mean, like being able to just create silly little stories like that, impromptu improv is just so much fun. And like, no, well, you're, you know, the pig had stuff that the PCs needed to get. So she's like, well, I'll get you these things. I'll give you what you need, but you have to help me collect stones for my new house because (laughs) my house of six... (laughs) was ruined by my my friend the wolf <laughs> so i mean just like little things like that and then the, they had to go and like they brought her like a handful of like pebbles and she's like i can't build out of 
pebbles. And so they had to go and they picked up these big rocks and brought them over. It was so good. So mm -hmm. funny. That is funny. Mm. <laughs> I like that. It was a lot of fun. That, yeah. I can. He says, proceed also says, I missed most too, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I I really really enjoyed myself, and I'm a little sad that the storyline is over, but you know, Banner got turned into a dragon, so end scene. <laughs> That's what they said too. They said they were really bummed. So I wonder if maybe that they're gonna start something new if they're gonna let them. I don't know. Yeah. So I I know that that they're working on a new world. So it's not going to be associated with Cerulea at all. Um, but they're, once he gets it a little bit more fleshed out, they're going to see if Mythic is willing to let them run it under the Mythic umbrella. Mm -hmm. And skill points earned will still be applied to Cerulea characters. And then your characters in that world will level up a different way. So... That's something that they that's in the works, but probably not for a year or two. All right, Lone Star, I'll see you around, man. Thanks for showing up. I appreciate it. Ciao. It's good having you. Um, yeah. So that was that was Mythic's weekender. You tell you a little bit about um, Alliance's uh, day event. Is their their first event for this the winter season <laughs> was hilarious. And a lot of fun. Um, and that was yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. It's my feet hurt, which is why I'm wearing my slippers. <laughs> because I wore heels all day yesterday. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I got blisters where I didn't know I could get blisters. <laughs> Nevin says, as long as it doesn't splash over into the normal mythic world, I'm okay with them doing that. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be... So, like, Arbor Isles kind of came in and out of, of Cerulea. This other uh, story that he's working on is not related to Cerulea at all. Man, in any way, shape, or it was form. just the worst timing for them to do that, too. Like, that was the thing. It's like, man, we're already dealing with House of War. Yeah. And now we're getting raided by these people that... Half of us know nothing about, like... But to be fair, Arbor Isle's plot started before the Talsagor plot I know. Did. But, yeah, to have both of those large plot lines end at basically the same time yeah, was, was kind of crazy. It was scary. More people died there than they did in the Talsagor <laughs> fight, like... Yeah. So... Yeah, but I think it's good for people to die. Well, yeah, because people were complaining it was too easy, so... Yeah. And be like, oh, you want to see too easy, huh? Smash! <laughs> yep. Smash your lock, smash your house, smash your face in. They smash, did all smash, three smash. of those. Yep. They, they, made the, they gave the Smash Brothers a run for our money. <laughs> yep, yep. So. Oh, so good. Yeah. So what happened with the... With, uh, with Alliance. Alliance. Yeah. So uh, we were... Uh, hired basically as a group of mercenaries to come help this um, rich merchanting uh, organization um, acquire some information and uh, see about what was happening with the ley lines, like a rift in the ley lines or some disturbance or whatever. And <clears throat> so we we fought a lot of 
uh, elementals and um, uh, creatures like like forest creatures and plants and stuff that were like uh, consumed with death energy. So death is like necromancy, right? But they just mm-hmm. call it they call it death magic. Um, and ice magic and we're like very 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 overpowered for a group of brand new characters because almost everybody that was there was base level character because this was a brand new plot everyone made new characters for it a couple people had saved up points to apply to these characters. So some of us had more points. And since I still played the character that I was playing before, I just played Lilith again. Um, I at least had a life spell, which is like a force to restore your spirit. Mm. Um, one life spell. One. <laughs> one. <laughs> I think there was one other person that had a life spell. So we had two life spells for the entire day and it started at 11:30 and it went until 8:30 at night. Wow. And seven people went through the circle. Wow. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, it was it was bad. I think uh we got raffle stomped because people were like, "Oh, some of us are going to go over here and some of us are going to go over here." And I'm like, "And we're all going to die." Yeah. <laughs> like you don't ever split the yeah, party. Yeah, never split up, man. Uh, have a problem with especially that. when you too. don't have high level characters yeah. you can't afford to split up mm. so it was it was intense um i did a lot of running through the brush and bushes in heels and a skirt but it was fine <laughs> i didn't die so it's all good all right David says, yeah, I didn't like Arbor Isle's plot splashing over, especially since I had no interest or investment in Ghostwalker stuff. Uh, Proceed said, I think it needs to be done better than you face a band of creatures you can't... CC, crowd control. Crowd control, damage, or hide from. And then uh, Nevitz agreed. And then Proceed says, if they want death to be more scary slash real, it can be done other ways. Any module runner can just toss in a creature that kills everyone in one hit and just a party wipe for no reason. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. Yeah, so. They had a lot of defenses. They were really hard to kill. Those golems were ridiculous. They were. But it was also. um, It was a tactical fallacy to barricade in a house when not everybody got in. That's the only reason why so many people died. Because everyone that didn't get into the house died. Died. There wasn't any way to get out of the house because the golems were immune to repel. You couldn't get them out of your way. And because they could regenerate. I know, they kept just backing up. (laughs) Just switch out and regenerate. So it was was just tactically uh, poor. Poorly handled. Because the first time we came in with the golems, no one died. I know. We actually it fared was, better. You fared way better the first time we came in with the golems. So um, it, I don't think that it was really a problem with the golems. It was a problem with the tactics. Well, they were still really, really beefy. And if it was any other weekend, we would have expended higher abilities yeah, and, on them. And, and there, I think there, that was... there's discussion and plot with that. Because, yeah. because um, 
the people running the Arbor Isles were like, well, you can't like tell us that we can run some events in this weekend and... And then pull the plug. Like, reduce everybody's death and bleed count super low. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's, that's the other thing that killed a lot of people. Yeah, see, he says three of the people who died were in the house. Oji didn't, well, they didn't take repel or restrain her days. As you can tell, there's some sore feelings. Of, and swung for nothing but force. And two of the golems that should have taken the force burn 100s all called greatly reduced. The Mazda runners wanted Boji to die so bad. And I was like, not today, Ghostwalker people. Lol. <laughs> well, and one of the people that died was in the house and then charged out of the house for some reason. So that was, yeah. that was sticks. Yeah. I was like, what are you... I literally saw her run past me. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't she know. Died. That's That's definitely um, a point of discussion. Well, and I know that part of the reason we went in there is I think the one who got us to go in there didn't like that that was happening that weekend or either, and he thought it was overpowered. Like, So that was his way of trying to help us, but it ended up hurting us, so... Yeah. He was not happy. <laughs> you could tell by his... But. Yeah, but it's do you know it? It's all a game. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's my opinion. It's it's people all a game of people. Well, it's like we said, people put a lot of time and energy into these oh, characters, absolutely. and it's different from D and D in that. I mean, you put a lot of time and energy into D and D characters too, but I've never spent five hundred dollars on a piece in real life on a piece of armor for a D and D character. Yeah, that's true. So no, it's it's true. And everybody's got, you know, valid points and opinions and I don't think that anyone is right or wrong in that yeah, situation. Yeah. It was it, it was scary. I mean that was for dang sure. I mean even I up there if I didn't have all those hills behind me I'd have gone down way fast, man. That was a scary fight. My armor meant nothing in that fight. Yeah. It was so it was pretty crazy. Yeah, when we came when we came charging in as as the golems and I saw almost everybody in the house, but I'm like looking around and I'm like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Like, that's, there's... Yeah, they got cut off. They got cut off. They're dead. There's, before we even started fighting, I was like, they're all dead. Because who's going to save them? Nobody. Well, we wouldn't, and we didn't even know this <laughs> half of them because we were so busy fighting. Like you said, right. we, our tunnel vision kicked in and we were... He says, yes, there's salt, but I won't discuss it further for the sake of the stream. But... <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, and like any organization, it's always hard to keep everybody happy. You know, we're, we're all doing this. It's, you know, volunteer, we're a community, and we're all just trying to have fun. No, I don't think anyone is intentionally trying to piss people off. Um and quite the opposite, in fact, and I think that it's it's opened a lot of discussion um, between staff and plot and and players to try and you know find a balance there, make it a little bit more intense without feeling like you're getting raffle stomped. Raffle stomped, huh? Yeah, raffle stomped. You never heard that term? No. Oh Other gosh. than when you said it earlier today, that's the first time <laughs> I've ever heard it. Mm. I don't play well, yeah. You've got to play well. No, I don't got, got to do it. Well. No, I don't got You've to do it. You've got to play every day. <laughs> uh, proceed with caution. Says I think the problem was the creatures were designed to face PCs who had no way to die, so it didn't matter how strong they were and suffered no penalties for crossing into a world that weren't 
that wasn't theirs, which is true because in the mm. Arbor Isles, when that's, you that's a fair point, you didn't really die; you just kind of oozed and came back after right. five minutes. So, um, yeah, and that's then a fair point. were modified to affect the PCs as they could only swing for cleanse before you coming to our world. Now they swing for magic. Yeah, so it was there was some crossover rules that probably should have been discussed beforehand, but. Oh well, yeah, it's happened that, yeah. now, and it's it's I, it's hard. That to wasn't be the fight that caused anyone to retire, though. So I don't know that there's any yeah. deaths happen. It sucks, but no one no one retired from that fight. So that's yeah, I, at least that I'm aware of. Because I know Sabella died. Her retirement was from the fight with the Candleborn. Mm-hmm. So that was different, anyway. So. Yep. Yeah, I think no. of, I think it, of re- it, it was it was a comedy of errors. It was a, a, a compilation of, of many different things that caused so many deaths that weekend. Yeah, there was there was a lot going on. It was a, a scary lot of weekend. different plot runners who yeah. were doing their own thing that when you just mixed them together it yeah. was the perfect storm. <laughs> Let me just say I'm glad Ghostwalker is done and good riddance. <laughs> Most people don't feel that way though, from what I understand by talking to the people, a lot of people really enjoyed it, so Maybe we'll have to get involved in their next one. We'll have to see, but yeah. if it's all this necromancy, I'm excited about the next one. But um, if it's all this necromancy again, Joby won't go again. But. No, it. Well, their next one, like I said, isn't going to be Cerulea at all. So it'll be an entirely different world. Yorshka says hi. By the way, hi Yorshka. That's his new bearded dragon. Oh, hi Yorshka. So, <laughs> he's only had her. What, a week now? Or has it been two weeks already? <laughs> no. Lol. Alright. Well, what other fun stories do we have to talk about? I mean, there's, there's thousands, but... Yeah. I don't know. A week? Yeah, he's had her a week. That's what I thought. He got her last Saturday at the Reptile Expo. Ah, yeah. Yeah, just like a... What's her bucket? Got herself a snake. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, uh, dagger. dagger. Oh, she got did? Got herself a snake. A little snake. Climbs on her glasses. Really cute. <laughs> little snakes. Nice. All right. Well, I don't know. I think... I feel like we've... We, 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 we dumped a lot on them. We had a little bit of story recap. I can't think of any stories right now to go over that I haven't already gone over. Yeah, no, I think I think I'd rather end end a little bit earlier than we normally do, and um, just be like, hey, we didn't have a guest today, and that's fine. We're still here for your entertainment. Yep. Um. So next, actually, I don't have a guest for next week. As of well, I did, and then they were supposed to be the one that came today. So now I don't know what's going on with next week yet. So right, yeah, we'll figure it I out. I have to do a lot of shuffling with some people. If you can't, um, if you can't find anybody, let me know because I can probably grab people. Okay, I might have someone that I might end up just having twice. She's really excited to to come on, and she almost came today, but she was not able to. Like so, even last okay. minute, she almost made it, and then she's like, "Hi." Ah, I can't, I can't. Yeah, just so, let me know because um, I'm probably not going to be here next week. Like I kay. said, I'm going to be at the Armored Combat League in Idaho. Um, I'm not sure what time that gets over, what time I'll be back. 
So, but I highly doubt that I'll be back in time for the stream. Okay. Um, but if you're having trouble finding anybody, I can hook you up because I know people. Yeah, you do know people. <laughs> um, I don't know that I want to go too much into it proceed, but just he kind of had something come up with his family. So that's what happened to my other guests too. They just had some family emergencies. So I don't want to go any more into that. And I know life happens, so I can't, you know. Yeah. No big. He he let me know as soon as he found out, and and that's really all we can do. So. Yep, just move forward. Yep. So. So this episode will be available on Anchor on Wednesday and on YouTube on Wednesday, like we've been doing. We've been doing a real good job about. Especially with the anchor getting it on Wednesday. We finally figured out YouTube. So YouTube is happening on Wednesdays now too. Also today we want to thank Ascendance for letting us do the uh, the talk show here. Uh, they're located in South Salt Lake. Uh, they've got two VR machines. Uh, which, by the way, they just got, what is it, Arizona Sunshine? Sun oh, Sunrise. yeah. Uh, Sunrise. Arizona Sunrise. So... I know that's a huge deal for VR, so they just barely got that in. I know you can do some co-op with that, so both machines can hook up. And okay, I'm not the only one that just associates that game with bikini zombies. That's me. I'm like, oh, it's the I've never played game. it, so I don't know. But uh, so yeah, so definitely come on down and check that out. You can do co-op, but you can do co-op with that, right? Between the two VR machines, which is kind of cool. Okay, they have to look into that, but. Uh, I know that's kind of a big deal, but they've got some other computers here. They've got how many Ultras? Two or three? Three Ultras. Nice. So you can play, you know, Overwatch. Saber tournament coming up. Oh, yeah. They've got a Beat Saber uh, tournament coming up. Hearthstone's probably coming up in the near future. Hearthstone tournament. And then Smash Brothers Melee is on Monday. And then they do every Monday. They already have a Smash Brothers Melee tournament. So nice. come on down. Check them out. Uh, do you want to link the address here? Or? Do you own, you own Arizona Sunrise on PS4 VR? Nice. You don't have to play it. Tell us if it's any good. My sister has Arizona Sunrise. I watched my husband play it, but I'm not a zombie game person. I'm not huge into the zombie games. Yeah, so there's the Which website for Ascendance Gaming. <laughs> You're not into killing yourself. Not makes into killing sense. myself. It makes sense. So, Anyway, thanks everyone for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for the bits. Thanks for all the hosts. Thanks for all the questions and all the clarifications, which have been super helpful. Uh, appreciate everyone being here, and we'll see you next week, hopefully with another guest. Bye. See ya. Ciao. Bon voyage. Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash Aerostar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U- S-T-A-R. Ascendance Gaming Center in Salt Lake City, Utah is a proud sponsor of the LARP Lounge. Ascendance Gaming offers top-of-the-line gaming PCs, VR stations, retro gaming consoles, and board games. Located at 583 Billings Road, Suite Number 5 in South Salt Lake, Utah. Mention this ad and get a free hour of PC game time.